Welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Fitton, everybody's favorite mind shift mentor, shifting your mindset in the five areas, the big five areas of your life, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, and emotionally. We are really in the business of breaking down, obliterating legalistic and religious constructs that keep poverty the standard operating procedure instead of the anomaly it was always supposed to be. We are about awakening ourselves, coming into consciousness and who we are in the spirit realm. That we are spirit beings experiencing human existence, not humans experiencing what it is to live in spirit. I know there's a lot of talk about how to collapse. And with my very last breath, until my last breath, I will continue to speak truth and you can find out more about me at KimberlyFit.com. I'm on all social media platforms, the YouTube, the Twitter, um, the Gram. Um, I'm even on TikTok. Um, but I, I wouldn't waste your time going to look because sister just has one video. I mean, it really is rather a waste of your time. Um, we are having an amazing week, aren't we? happy Friday to you. You guys, I needed to take last week off. So thank you for doing that. And I think I'm about to go on vacation for a little bit. Notice that we don't take a break in between seasons anymore. Um, we just do episodes and I mean, it would be unrealistic for me to think that, um, I don't need a break. So I do. And I, I'm going to be taking one here coming up, um, probably the month of May. So May is my birthday month. And I really want to give a gift to the king for my birthday. I do every year. Um, I think last year was the only time I didn't do what I normally do um, in, in the exact way. So normally I have a ministry event and I do a certain level of consecration as a gift to the Lord for another year of life. Um, I would like to say that it was completely selfless. And I'm going to let you in on something. Whenever I give a gift to the king for my birthday, the exchange is so friggin' amazing. And I'm not talking about anything monetarily. Um, I'm talking about stuff that when I do write this book about my journey with the Lord, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so I would like to not be busy doing things other than uh, preparing my gift and giving my gift daily to him in my birthday month. So um, May, you can almost rest assured that there will be Fridays without me. Um, the only way that doesn't happen is if I feel divinely inspired to pre-record. I think the thing I like the most is being able to talk about current events um, by making sure that there's a new podcast every Friday. Um, however, I know how important it is for you guys to hear a new podcast. I also want to give a shout out to all the new listeners. What I love about it is I still in my mind, I'm like, okay, these are the people that are listening to last week's episode when really the numbers um, and the monetization happening on the anchor platform via Spotify um, is because 
people are telling their friends and their friends are telling their friends, friends are telling friends, friends. And so we have people that are still like listening to episode one. I think like it's that it's, it's a, it's an amazingly awesome amount of plays. And so each day there are people discovering the podcast and really it's not about me, right? They're discovering truth. And I'm super excited about that. If it's for you, if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. And don't yuck on my yum. I'm not going to yuck on yours. You're perfectly powerful to disagree. You know, argue with your mom, not me. I'm who has two thumbs and doesn't care. Is this girl? So look, um, I said that I would be giving a certain tip, um, and we'd be talking about numbers and those meanings, um, Basically, I think I summed it up in the week before last podcast, right? Because there was none last week, um, where you can just rest assured that if you are seeing a repetition of numbers, that it's a signal, right? That something's happening. And so I'm going to give you this tip when you look it up. Use our good sister friend, Google. And put in, you know, type in what is two 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 mean? What is one 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 mean? Um, really be careful though, because it's real easy to go off the deep end with divination, and so really be led by the spirit on what things mean. I'm gonna let you in on a little tip. I check Bible verses, and I think I've said this before. So there was a time where I was going through extreme rejection. So I just left my the church that I had been at for like since its conception. So like 13 years serving in ministry and just really love the people there. Didn't leave on bad terms. The Lord was like, I got stuff for you to do. So go you therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, son, Holy spirit, you know, the great commission. And so I left, um, and I left correctly. However, the city that I live in, like they just had never had anybody do what I was doing. So I left the church and that not long after that, the, you know, the Lord had told me to go live and, um, on Facebook and it went viral and there are people that are just watching and, you know, it's, it's clear that the Lord is making my name great. And a group of, um, pastors, including, I'll just put it like that. A group of pastors got together and were, really adamant about shutting me down and told their members like don't have anything to do with her she's gone rogue she thinks she's better than you she thinks she's the only one here from God you know just stuff that I would never say if anybody knows me I would never say that um and the Lord was really working on me about um, a, not being afraid of their faces, B, not being validate, validated, so validated, validated by others and being okay with finding out who I was in him. And that called for a season of the cave. I have a theory that you're either in the desert, a season of the cave, or you are in the wilderness. All of these places biblically were transformational places where the protagonist was never the same. And when you think about your life, you've been in the cave, the wilderness, or the desert. 
And every time you've come out different. And so in this particular season, I was definitely in the cave, just me and the Lord. Um, but when I found out, when I caught wind of what they were doing, I was so livid. Um, I wanted to just call them up. I actually was wanted to go live and be like, so I hear y'all looking for me. Here I go. You know, I wanted to like, you know, get petty with them. And I really felt Holy Spirit saying, you cannot. This is the test of your character. Don't even address it. I was praying and praying and praying and praying. And I remember I went to sleep. I had a dream. And the Lord answered a lot of things in that dream. I mean, at the very end of that dream, he gave me a scripture address. And I looked up the scripture address and it was the answer to what I had been praying about as far as why they were doing these things. And then I saw 444 on the clock. So I went to the fourth book in the New Testament. The fourth verse. I'm sorry, the fourth chapter and the 44th verse. And how I go looking is it's not that I know that a certain book of the Bible has and chapter has 44 verses. And I just look and I know that if it's there, that's what he wants me to read. I, you know, I read it. And this one is the, this verse. So it was John, um, the fourth chapter and the 44th verse. And it said, basically a prophet is without honor in his own home. And it, it was a rem reminiscent of there were no miracles in Nazareth. Like where Jesus was from, they thought he was trash. They was like, surely who cares if he's healing the sick and raising the dead? Like this is Joseph's son. Isn't his dad a carpenter? Like, tuh. and so they were among miracle, a miracle worker, but he could work no miracles because they didn't believe. And what was so odd about that was that I was getting flown all over the United States to preach, to teach, to minister. And no one wanted me to come to an, the opening of an envelope in my own city. And I, I was really hurt at the time. But after reading that scripture, I understood that that's just part of the process because the Lord was creating a new identity. And I knew it was him because after the process, I didn't turn my nose up at at the city, you know, the people in the city, I loved them even the more because I understood that I had to go through it first. Um, so my heart could be transformed in order to love them whole because it's quite another thing when you're able to receive knowledge from someone you've done dirty and they not hold it against you. You can really see the light of the, of the Lord in them. And so that's why I encourage you to next time you see two, 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 Go to the second book of the Bible, the the second um, chapter and the twenty second verse, you know, or second verse. You'll 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 sense what to do. You will. And the other tip is when you're seeing signs, whatever they are, numbers, um, even songs. Look at the back of license plates. Um, there was a listener who was like, I saw this number when I opened up my mail, when I saw, you know, phone number, like you see that sit in quiet, silence yourself and see what you hear. All right. We're going to get to the retreat. And this episode is called the rocking chair. So we're in this retreat and the audit, the life audit, right? Don't forget 
Kimberly to do 17 seconds of gratitude, Kim. Sorry, y'all. Well, let's do it. Um, I give gratitude for, I don't know why I'm speaking in a crazy accent today, but I really give thanks for um, we are in our 40-day journey of becoming intimate with the divine in our prayer, right? We started on the 21st. And I have seen some really miraculous things, but the best thing I've experienced is peace. I leave for work in the morning, um, Lord, and I, my body is a buzz because I, I can feel your presence and the honor of the sacrifice and the delight and it has allowed me to be present, to be at peace. Even when it seems like all hell is breaking loose, you, you, time with you turns into peace. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for the women who meet me in the early morning hours for prayer. I thank you for this cohort. And I'm really grateful for the next cohort. And grateful for all the listenerships and all the things. So, as always, we do more than 17 seconds because it feels so super good. Um, if you d- couldn't catch us, so the, the goal is to do 40 days. So we're going from March 21st to April 29th. If you sent that email after the 21st, then catch us on the next one. Um, it really is about being more disciplined and being committed. So you didn't miss anything. Don't Don't worry about it. There'll be another opportunity. Normally we, I hold them once a year, but I really feel that it's going to be more than that. And I'm perfectly fine with that because it's really, it's really an awesome time. It's an awesome time. We meet at the booty crack of dawn. I'm up by 3am. Prayer is at 4am Central Standard Time, 5am Eastern. And I'm, I'm not, one to be like, oh, I wish I lived on the East Coast because I do wish I lived back in Philly. Um, however, when it comes to that early morning prayer time, I'd be, I'd be wishing I could time jump or something, just jump the timeline and and get an extra hour of sleep. But whatever. Anyway, um, so be paying attention to that. Um, and I also have to mention the newsletter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot to turn my video. I have to mention the newsletter. Um. That's being revamped and it's really going to be a little bit more power packed. Not that it wasn't before. We're just going to, it's getting a little makeover because each year we like to switch it up and it's after our retreat. So you can expect something new. So look out for that. And we have the, um, work your shift that happens, um, in the month of April. And you want to go to the website, KimberlyFenton.com to get the information. Um, that'll be coming out in the email as well. And, um, it's already on social media posted, so you can register for that space is limited. Let's get to it. So last time on the retreat, we talked about your assignment. No, we didn't. We talked about, um, your health and your mental, right? When you're looking at this life audit, when you're looking at these areas of your life, really being honest with yourself. So we're going to talk about how to review your assignment. And so the questions to ask yourself when you're looking at your assignment, and that's because you know your purpose or the last thing that you were instructed by the divine to do, you really need to ask yourself, you know, what, 
where does your purpose stand? And look at the compass of your destiny. Now, that's really kind of intricate to know how to look at the compass of your destiny. You must first know the promise and what you are destined to do. Um, And I know that your question is going to be, Kim, how do I find out what I'm destined to do? And that's why I'd strongly suggest signing up for that work your shift intensive because that's like 10 spots dedicated to really diving deeply and giving you techniques on how to like access that. Uh, for free 99, you can find out the compass of your destiny by really quieting the noise and asking the divine to show you how he wants to use your gifts and talents. Okay. Um, ask yourself, did I move from prophecy to application to manifestation? Um, I don't know if you've ever received a prophetic word. I have. And so, um, and, and I should do one on prophecy. I'll make a mental note of it. So for me, um, I don't just let anybody speak over my life. I know, I know when a prophetic word is coming. Um, and it's very accurate. And some words tell of the future. Well, when the prophecy tells of the future, you have the opportunity to then pray those things out so that God can show you how he wants those to unfold in your life. Prophecy is just a telling of a thing, a foretelling of a thing, or the telling of the future. Um, I can tell you, guess what? You are going to be so wealthy. And if you never make moves, you won't get to that wealth. The prophecy won't manifest. So it has to move from application to manifestation. So one prophecy that I got, let me think of one that's come to pass. Oh my gosh. And there was one that did come. Okay. So I got a prophecy that I'd be working in post-secondary, right? Have a post-secondary opportunity. Um, the Lord told me like maybe two months well before Christmas to get my LinkedIn popping. And I got my LinkedIn taken care of. It was up. Um, there are some opportunities that came through the LinkedIn and then, um, the next, The next um, thing that came through there was I just started making connections and this guy who's a recruiter for a university was like, would you ever consider teaching a couple classes? And I was like, yeah. I got the prophecy about post-secondary. But I had to apply, right? There had to be some action So the LinkedIn had to be set up. Me reaching out. um, Actually, I just was like connecting with this person randomly. There was no rhyme or reason to it, guys. I just really felt connect, link with this person on LinkedIn. This person jumped into the messages and was like, would you consider? That's the application. So it moved from a prophetic word to application to the manifestation of it. Um, I also got a prophecy that I would be doing some things in government and, but it still took my yes to like certain events. And so that's what that, that's what that question means on that audit. The next one is, um, did you invest your time fulfilling the assignment? So whatever the assignment was, whether it was to write a book, um, create an infographic, 
It could have been just to go live five times in a row. If that was your assignment, did you invest your time? Did you do it? And I want you to know it's okay. No guilt, no shame. If it's a no, put a no down. And then when we get to the, another part, I'll show you what to do with your nose. And then rank. Rank the time that you use, right? Ask yourself, were you busy? But not moving forward. And I call it the rocking chair, which is why that, this episode is called that. Because it's going to match what we talk about in finances too. You ever see somebody rocking in a rocking chair? Sure, almost everybody has. Are they moving? Yes. Are they moving forward? No. And so getting a prophetic word, getting something about your assignment, right? Getting the um, directives for your assignment and not doing anything is literally rocking back and forth, not moving forward. And so that's what the assessment is for on reviewing your assignment and being really honest. The next one is finances. And I said this before. I'm going to be reading out of my notebook while I do this, right? I've said this before. I could do a whole year's worth of podcasts on finances. I could. But this is, so this is going to be an abbreviated one, right? Um, so when you're looking at your finances, there's a way to ascend, you know, to your secret place. Um, to determine the state of your money. God is really interested and concerned and deeply invested in our finances. Um, the divine is the ultimate source. And so if it seems like money is slipping through your hands, you know, like water, it, there's an issue there, right? And so auditing your finances Oh my goodness, please, 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 please be completely honest in your assessment. So like with money, don't plan to pursue money. God will always help you financially. Like he is the ultimate source and you are God. Genesis 1 and 26, right? Um, do not just pursue money. Understand that the ultimate goal is to do kingdom work. And so the word says that he gives seed to the sower. What is the seed? Money. Your talents. He gives seed to the sower. You've got to sow it in good ground so you can continue to get seed. So ask yourself, did I engage the keys of financial success? Kim, I don't know what those are. Yep. You can, you can look it up. You can do some research. And I'm going to say it again, or you can join the intensive, right? Um, what did I do with my money? Ask, what's the lesson my finances have taught me? Did I waste the resources the divine gave me? Did I make money and then spend it somewhere I shouldn't have? Measure your passion for the house of God. And this is what I mean. Measure your passion. So we know about the law of 10, right? You are supposed to be giving your tithe anywhere you're growing. And I get asked this question, Kim, I don't, you know, do I go to the church I grew up in? Well, the answer is easy. Are you growing there? Are you learning stuff? Is your life changing still? Are you, is it changing for the better? So where you grow, 
so where you grow. I have people that like, I have some people that like, um, that are involved in the, um, prayer, um, the 40 days of consecration that we're doing with logic, right? The 40 days of drawing closer in intimacy. That's free. Jesus would not charge to teach people to pray. I'm not, I'm never going to do that. You know, um, that's, that's sowing seed, sowing terrible seed, right? That's ripping people off and that's not cool. But people that participate in that group, they, um, I'm so upset because my neighbor is deciding to ride around at night, you guys, on his motorcycle as I record this because I didn't put up my guard shield for recording. So I apologize. Um, but I really... If this man goes around this block one more time, we're family, so we can talk about it anyway. Um, when you are sowing, right? So I have people that participate in the group and they give their tithe because they're sowing and growing. We're not just praying. We have Bible study and they're like growing and they're learning so much. I don't dictate. I don't hold offerings. I don't do that. They know the law of 10. There are people that sow on the podcast because they're growing and they're learning, right? Um, if you say, Kim, I give my tithe to um, a food pantry. No, that's no. No, that's giving alms to the poor. That's totally different. There are different types of giving. And I do cover that in like the earlier seasons of the podcast, right? So do you have a measure your passion for the house of God? Are you sowing where you're growing? Are you giving? And remember, it's not just about money. It's about your time, your gifts, your talents. That's that seed. And the law of 10 is about money because when you give out, you get right. Given it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, running over shall men give unto your bosom. Um, so that's a way to measure your finances, right? And then ask yourself, did I so small. Um, this is what I love about, um, this is why I know, this is what I love about my journey and why I know that I learned to manifest money in no time flat. I don't have any problem with money. Money has no problems with me. Um, because I used to have a huge problem with money and I used to be afraid of being broke. I remember it took me the more I made at my job, the more it, the more of a struggle it was for me to get my tithe because remember I'm the girl who used to live in her car. Remember I'm the girl who was broke until 35. Remember I'm the girl who was like paycheck to paycheck. If I was lucky, remember I'm the girl who had all those payday loans. And so I remember sitting in church one time and the Lord was like, so you just really not going to give your tithe. And I was like, nah, not this time. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I didn't even feel guilty. I was like, nah, not this time. Same as last time. It's just enough for me. And for that time, for whatever reason, I found myself really aware of just how fast my money was leaving my account. Bills would just come up. Breaks would go out and just like crazy things. And finally I was like, okay, well, I'm going to trust you. You know how much this hurts me to give it. Like, you know, that there may be a bill that doesn't get paid. Like I don't have it to do. I, I don't have it to do, but I tested the Lord and then it was, it moved from, well, you better pay me back. Cause that's, that was my mindset. If I'm giving this, you better pay me back. Um, I changed the mindset because one time I saw this, um, my pastor did a, 
um, message and he had like 10 paper towels, 10 um, cans of peas, let's say he had 10 apples, 10 bananas, um, like a bunch of tins. And then he said, what is 10% of 10? And the kids would come up and take one paper towel roll, one apple, one banana, like one of each of those things. And he was like, okay, set that over there because it's God's. Now, how much do you have left? And they did like, oh, I have nine paper towel rolls. I have nine apples. I have nine bananas. And so it's like the idea that visual really helped me because I realized that God's still giving me more than he's asking for. Right. And then I learned even bigger is that the tithe isn't for God. It's, it's a act of faith, right? And it's an insurance policy. Again, you can check out one of the earlier podcast episodes where I break that down and and how giving triggers the, the universe to fall under your, your domain. Like it just, it just calls things under subjection, um, because you have tapped into that trust and the God force within, but When I started giving my tithe and when I started giving my tithe, I moved to delight where I was really excited to get the money out of my hand. And I'm not kidding you. The more I gave, the more money came in. Then I had this challenge where I was like, okay, I'm going to tithe off of what I want to make in the future. Baby, when I tell you this, this hurt me a little bit. But I did it with great joy because I knew he was going to match it. And it wasn't even a year. It wasn't even six months from the time I started tithing on a future income I wanted. Which is like vision casting. You know? That I was making that plus. And now I always do more because I'm like, okay, well, you're going to honor this too. And then it moved from just the tithes to this next question in the audit. What is the amount the Lord wants me to give? And what do I understand about money? I remember one time the Lord asked me to give a ridiculous amount. A ridiculous amount. And I did not flinch. I did it with great joy. And because of that, like the doors opened to land a major customer. And I remember after I, like, that was the second time. Because the first time I tithe was the time I landed Leapfrog. So, um, it works. But what do I understand about money? My mindset about money, I don't chase it. And I understand that when I am filled with fear, like, if my account goes under what I want, or I took a loss financially, um, I can feel my hippocampus, um bringing up memories of when I was broke. And so I check myself and I remember, I remind myself that the divine is my source. I am the divine. I am infinite source. There is no such thing as lack. And then I say, whatever you want me to give, I'm going to give it. When you bless me with this, this is what I plan to do. I make plans for my money. And what I understand about money is if I make plans for it, it comes to me. That's a lot right there. And I told you, I totally could do a whole series on finances. So let's move on to relationships because I want to give you guys more bang for the buck you didn't give. Um, More bang for your buck we didn't do last week. So I want to talk about relationships. When you're auditing relationships, 
You want to look at your career relationships, your marital relationships, your friendships, your business um, ships, your mentorships, your family. Who, whose presence destroyed my potential for results? Whose presence in my life destroyed my potential for results? What degree of access did I give Holy Spirit in my dealings? I know that that first question would have messed me up completely. Because there are people that I gave access to that I shouldn't have. Shouldn't have at all. Um, and I believe I talked about, I touched on this like um, a little bit the last one too. You want to, after you ask yourself those two um, questions concerning that, then go into the, what is the best and worst performing areas of your life and why? What did you learn in the best area? What did you learn in the worst area, performing areas? And what can you do better in those areas? Plan for your year. It's not too late. Plan for your 2022. And then set clear goals in those areas of your life. Based on your partnership with the divine. Set those goals. See what goals the Lord wants you to set. And then add time targets because it's nothing without a time. Like, I mean, honestly, if you're buying a house to purchase a house in 50 years is not something I'm going to pat you on the back for. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) I'm 50. I'm I'm finally getting a house. No, 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 no. Most times when that happens is because you didn't set a date. You didn't work toward it. I'm going to save $20,000 by the time I'm 58. What? What do you mean? Many of us have been working so long, we've already made hundreds of thousands. When you look at what we spend, that's crazy. I, I will say this. I was looking at one of the bank accounts that I have. I, I bank with different banks. And one of the bank accounts put down my debits and credits for like... um it has at the end how much money I brought in and how much money um, I took out. And when I was auditing my finances, I was like, oh, Kimberly, you have overspent. How could you bring in this much money and be out that much money? And the reason why it was so astounding to me is because the account, I like for, I forget about that account often. And not because nothing's in it, but because like, it's not an account I should be touching. And so grant, I should have more than I should have more, um, credits than debits, baby. That debit was too high for me. And I looked and I thought about this. What lesson did you just learn about your finances? Another story about the same account. I thought, a withdrawal came out of another account. So here I am looking for my account and arguing with the people talking about you got like, you did not put this back in my account. You took it out and you didn't put it back. Like you build me wrong. You build me incorrectly. And they were like, no sister, we put it in the other account. Cause that's what you, that's what you had it come out of. And I was like, no, you didn't. And I really felt Holy Spirit say, I told you to be quiet a long time ago. Please check that account lady. <laughs> I checked it. Sure enough, they did put it in there. 
What lesson did I learn? I need to be a better steward over the bookkeeping, right? I need to be more aware. I, you just can't be willy nilly. Why? Because Amazon was real good to me. I can tell the months I was making Amazon stock increase. That's not being a good steward. That's not doing what you ought to do. That's not making sure you're putting the seed where you need to put it. He gives seed to the sower. He also gives us wisdom to know where to where to sow the seed. So look, that's the that's the life audit, like as quickly as possible, right? If you want to be like Kim, okay, I want to do this, and I I don't want to do it alone. I want to do it with you. In that session, sign me up, go to KimberlyFenton.com and you can see it's work your shift intensive. You can see when that's going to be and sign up for it. Hopefully there are enough spots for you. If you're like, Kim, I want to do it, but that's, that price is too steep for me. You know, just ask, just ask me, maybe who knows, manifest it. You know what I'm saying? We're, t- we're listening to Manifesting 101, the podcast. You guys, I love you so much. Happy Friday to you. I hope you have an amazing weekend filled with love, light, joy, all the things. When you're assessing your life, remember, you're doing a good job. There's just always room for improvement. You're doing a good job. Keep up the good work. Assess and improve. Whatever you do, continue to go somewhere and be great. All right?